Hey everyone, welcome into the Put Me In Coach podcast, non-Jeopardy edition, our first non-Jeopardy episode since pre-quarantine, I suppose, Bobby Blanco, Ian yep. Foster, and Tom Natale with you, that is a threesome, no Gregory Porter tonight, he was busy, um, and these quarantine <coughs> times. Um, yeah, we've got a, we're streaming live on our YouTube page, Put Me In Coach podcast on YouTube, of course, you can, will also be able to catch this podcast hopefully before the NFL draft on Thursday on our Facebook page, and then also stay uh, tuned on our Twitter account at PMIC Podcast on Twitter and Instagram for our latest posts and happenings and episodes. And then, of course, you can catch the regular podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Um, yeah, so like we said, uh, tomorrow is the NFL Draft, our first actual live sporting event, somewhat oh. for the first time in oh, however many <laughs> weeks it's been since, I guess, spring training of baseball was canceled. That was probably the last sporting event we had, right? Um, so, and of course, yeah, last yeah. one I was watching was the NBA the night that it shut down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, sporting world has to be tuned into that, locked in tomorrow for that. Uh, so we're gonna have a full breakdown of the Redskins at number two overall pick, of course. Uh, the rest of the draft. Yep. Tom has a mock, I think, top ten or full first round. Uh, I did a mock of just the Redskins. Okay, so a mock draft for the Redskins. Yep, yep. But we can also talk yeah. about other teams, maybe in the top ten or in the division, whatever their needs, stuff like that. Whatever. We'll touch on all aspects as it comes up about the draft um, and the Redskins and what could happen on draft day. It's gonna be the most exciting sports day, like I said, we've had in a while. Uh, before that, and we though, we can't do the podcast without doing the draft. We right. we have to do the the pre draft yeah. podcast. And as ex- we've, as Tom is has to do it. Tom has to. Tom do it. would yes. not be able to. He wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah. We, we didn't know what do. to do. Yeah. Uh, well, especially since Bobby. Now, by the way, your your voice is fine, but your the video is your your mouth weird? is not meeting your your voice. If that's just me. But are you watching on the Zoom or are you watching on YouTube? I'm watching on the Zoom. Mine, see, mine is linked up. You see me? You see me, yeah. Ian? Okay. Good. All right. Maybe it's just your connection then. Tom, you look fine. Yeah. You look good. You look damn what good. Did, what, did Healy, what did Healy guess for the over under? She didn't what? actually have a guest. I could actually. She's actually on a Zoom on the other room with her friends right now. So <laughs> there's a curtain. Right now. Um, so, so Bobby, I'm sorry to, to cut you off. You said we were going to get into, um, you know, this the this being the biggest sporting event uh, tomorrow with the NFL draft. But yeah. if there's anything that kind of preceded that. That was Sunday's The Last Dance, the documentary following the 97-98 uh, Chicago Bulls. Um, oh my God. Uh, that was two hours of. Uh, oh, I I needed more. I I would have I would have powered through the entire series if that was, that was my, available. That was going to be my question. Would you have saved <laughs> up for the, the entire thing? One thousand. I don't know if I would have fall asleep. No, I was too excited. I was too excited. And, and Bobby, I know you're younger than us, but Ian, I, I just I would really say those those Bulls teams were really my first distinct memory as a sports fan. Yep. Because yep. we were, you know, nine, ten years old, so we were at the point where, you know, we we get it now. Yeah, I remember watching. What was it, game six or game five against uh, the Jazz? Mm-hmm. Six. But either way, the six, yep. right? Where we yep. scored on Russell, and mm-hmm. my mom was so mad, but me and my friend Michael Brandt were going nuts because this is a fuck like this is a fucking dynasty. Like we yep. were so excited, and she was so yep. mad about. Just the pure dominance. Uh, I was just yeah. like, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. 
Bobby, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it was fantastic. It was um, everything it was hyped to be. It was, it's really well done, just from a pure like editorial and mm-hmm. production standpoint. Um, yeah, it's crazy to think yep. that, you know, I mean, th- so the documentary is based on the last season of Michael Jordan's Bulls. It's the last the season that yes. they. I think people kind of misunderstood it as being a documentary about Michael Jordan. It's more so focused on that last season. That year. Um, And of course, which obviously encompasses Michael Jordan's career leading up to that point. And then Scottie Mm -hmm. Pippen and, and all that stuff. So um, yeah, having it in that frame. And then I like how they, you know, they mention what's going on in 97 and then they kind of go Mm -hmm. back um, you yep. know, to Jordan's yep. college years or his like rookie year, or whatever, in his first couple seasons in the in the league, um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was spectacular. Um, like I always knew that there was uh, tension between the Bulls and the GM back then, but I didn't know mm-hmm. they absolutely hated his I guts like that. that. No, no idea. And the poking I of the no fun idea. was just—I mean, it's ins- they bullied the shit out of him. Well, they really, um, yeah. Just making fun of her, how <laughs> short and fat he was. Uh, and it's yeah. not like he just like came into this. No, he created the fucking dynasty. Like, yeah, yeah, he did it. Like he tra- he he traded for for Scottie Pippen. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, but like I I mean I kind of get it. I mean not not get not get the bullying, but like I kind of it, massive ego, obviously. With that aside, but like you know if I'm Michael Jordan or a basketball player on the Bulls, I'm mm-hmm. not. And this guy, and I thought it was interesting the way that the owner perceived like the way he came to get his job. He was a scout for the White Sox or the, the Cubs. White Sox, yeah, the Cubs, the Cubs who weren't winning shit. Yeah, and he was in baseball. Ian, did you know he was a scout for the Orioles before he got that Chicago? No, job? he was a scout for the <laughs> Orioles first, and then got that job in Chicago. And then he just asked the owner to be the GM of the Bulls, and he was like, "Yeah, sure, go for it." And, and yeah. the owner even said, I asked around the league and everyone said, don't touch that dude. But I wanted someone who would basically answer to my whims. And boom, here you go. And I, so I kind of get like, if I'm a basketball player, I was like, this is a baseball guy. I don't want him managing my team. Like, fuck well, that. Also, I mean, to gain the respect of your players, really, it's almost you need to be a player yourself at one point. Otherwise, how do That's you true. know how to play this game yeah. if you haven't played an 82, 82 game schedule and playoffs and, and you know, the list goes on and you know jerry kraus was five foot nothing and you know built like a not a what would we say let's see a thumb uh vertically challenged <laughs> yeah and a thumb. and a thank you thumb at that yeah. yeah you know it was i'm sure when he based off of his own physical appearance i mean it was he, he lacked the credibility in, in that regard yeah and um you know, I don't think he his players ever respected him. Maybe, no. maybe he had a good eye for for talent, obviously. But um, trading Charles was, Oakley, yeah. And the other thing it is, worked. yeah. The other thing was, um, like, it's look, G, GM, manager, coach, whatever in any sport, it's a thank it's a mm-hmm. thankless job. Like, you can't have an ego like he had. Like, you have mm-hmm. to go knowing that all the, the players are going to get credit, and that's the way it is. Like you, ha- And I think that's yep. kind of ties into your point, Tom, of you have to be a player to understand. Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, when I was a player, we never gave credit to the GM. Like, you have to know that you're being – you will get thanked by not asking for it. You know, it's like if you sure. beg intention, people are going to hate you like that. If you just – that's mm-hmm. why, like, you see GMs nowadays. Like, they just kind of – it's best if you don't hear about the GM, you know, if he's in yeah. the background and that means he's doing good, like take Mike Rizzo, you know, for the nationals mm-hmm. and, and Brian McCullen for the capitals in town. 
you know, they do all their scene, all their work behind the scenes. You never really hear from them, especially yeah. except for when they address the media, and it's a thankless job, and that's fine. They're okay with that. But then, you know, yeah. when they win a Stanley Cup, when they win a World Series, everyone's like, yeah, fucking damn right Mike Rizzo put together that team and yeah. McKellen put together that team. So you have to go in. The, you have to go into it knowing that, and obviously Jerry mm-hmm. Cross did not, and he expected all the credit in the world, didn't get yeah. it, and then that's when they bumped. And heads. both of those guys were ex-players too. Yeah, exactly. So it's like yeah. they are. They already come into it knowing what to do. They've been through that grind of being a player, and sure. yeah. So it's just so that was what stuck out to me the most. Other than that, I mean, you know, I again, like you said, I was pretty much too young. I really didn't consider the fact the idea that Scottie Pippen basically wanted to be traded out of that final year. Um, I don't I didn't remember that to be honest. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> did you see somebody said I know the last dance is so good. It was Shea Serrano. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. man, I re- yeah, Shea, yeah. <laughs> I did the I same really thing. I, I I can't lie. I had to be honest. I did like I was like, holy shit, did the Bulls trade Scotty Pippen mid-season this way? <laughs> I not get that ring. <laughs> I actually right? had to go look it up. And, I mean, and he's right. That's that's a nod to how good of a documentary that this is. So, uh, mm-hmm. The timeline is a little weird, but I think it's going to get better. Sure. I mean, they they, they got to do some, some background stories. I like it. I just me. don't like how all of a sudden, like, they don't flip it seamlessly. Like, all of a sudden, you're watching one thing, and then bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're 10 years prior, but... I, so I, I, I loved every minute of it. I had a few things about Michael Jordan that just right off the bat, I'm like, yes. And one was when they were interviewing Roy Williams, who was an assistant coach at UNC at the time. And there, he talked about an on and off switch. And he said, like, so vehemently, he's like, he never knew when to turn it off. I've never been around someone like that. And yeah. I was like, yes, that's yeah. one of our points. Um, our points being that he's the greatest of all time and – there nothing else can be discussed at this point and then back in his college days too was um james worthy was talking and james uh he was uh, i want to say a year or two older than than michael he was. and was the better he was the better basketball player at that point and james worthy even said that in the doc that you know at that point i was probably the better player but every day at the end of practice we got to play one-on-one yeah and, and he said he's better for two weeks <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was the better player for two weeks because that's who Michael is. Yep. God. I mean, Bob Knight fucking mm-hmm. said before he ever played it in a minute in the NBA, said it's the best mm-hmm. basketball player I've ever seen play. And yes. Bob B. Knight is saying that. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on now. He doesn't yeah. throw out comments to somebody that's not his own. Yeah. 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 You know, it, it's some other things that he. Like, for, for example, when he had his – I didn't know about the injury back in his early days with that, that foot injury. And oh. I loved when they go, well, his um, owner very diplomatically, like, okay, Michael, if you had a headache and you had, you know, nine out of ten pills will cure you, but one could kill you. Like, this is <laughs> this is bad business. This doesn't make business sense. <laughs> like, what would you do? And all he said was, depends how fucking bad the headache hurt. Yeah, the headache is, and I was like, "That's him." And just to see those clips of him at a minutes restriction, the most competitive hyper athlete ever. And every single minute that he's on the floor, he's just obliterating people. His second mm-hmm. year, like it's his second year in the NBA, and they already can't mm-hmm. stop. Yep. Oh my god, we haven't even got minute restrictions. We haven't gotten to the Piston series yet because that's when that's wait. when somebody pissed him off. Um, 
Can you? Uh, I didn't. I forgot that he had brothers. I feel bad for them. No, I remember. Imagine I remember being, they had brothers. I just had no yeah. idea, like what they do. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you know, it was the all of those stories are incredible. Even him telling uh, the story about his entire team in a hotel room doing with drugs and women Amen. and 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 booze, yeah. you know the work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oops. Um, <laughs> I would hate to be one of his teammates now watching this. Oh boy, watch um, it with his watch it with his wife and kids. <laughs> yeah, like, you did what? That, that deep? There were. Prostitutes and cocaine and weed. There <laughs> <And weed. laughs> okay. what? Yeah, and um, I like how we did say, and I didn't drink. Well, I don't drink. Then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Had, definitely had to say then because he had a fucking and it was going room. down <laughs> <laughs> as the two hours went on. I kept by the yeah. end, it was empty. So you know, hey, cheers, and, Michael. But the part that cheers, the Michael. part that really, really resonated with me is something that we've talked about often uh, something that i'm in support of and that we see virtually in every professional sport now and that's tanking is teams coming to the realization that they aren't good enough and so they start basically intentionally losing and that was somehow perceived with the bulls with well my you know michael's early years there and he took that just as the biggest slap in the face uh, you know just an absolute betrayal of being a being an athlete being on yeah. the team and i mean i i just it, it's just i i can't imagine that um to take something like that so personally that's yeah. that's michael Did that's you, just what he is and He's a fucking yeah. psycho <laughs> so the scotty like i said the scotty pippen asking to be traded threw me off too. I also didn't realize that Jerry Cross's entire time was trying to blow up the Bulls and like how yeah. are you trying to blow up a team that just won five championships? Um yeah. But I mean I know I can see I can see his reasoning though a little bit. I know he's gone and I know there aren't apologists for him like there are for RG three or whoever else in this town. But didn't I was like nervous. I was like, is this gonna like make people like think that Ernie Grunfeld was verified and trying to win when he was here with the Wizards because it's like everyone's going to side with MJ being like, well, the way that the documentary frames it, everyone's going to side with MJ being mm -hmm. like, no, we, we want to compete. We want to win. Uh, why blow mm -hmm. up the team? We don't care about 20 years in line. We care about now. And that's essentially yeah. what Ernie Grunfeld was thinking when he was here, especially his last couple seasons. And it's like a <laughs> little, little yeah. different. And I know it's a little different, but like that's why I, was, I was like, oh my god, people are gonna like start like verifying Ernie Grunfeld's line of thinking of not trying to tank when he was here mm -hmm. and trying to make the fucking playoffs when they're like two losses away from the final seed in in the the East. So I was yeah. like, that's not how. G I mean, and I get it. Like back to like the GM versus player debate. Like GMs need to have a different way of thinking than the players and the coaches. The coaches and players are there to, for the now, GMs are supposed to be thinking five, ten years down the line. And I get it. Like, mm -hmm. if you foresee there's a bunch of old dudes on this team, we're not going to be competitive in a couple of years. We need to start trying to reload now. That makes sense. But you don't blow up a team that won five championships that has Michael Jordan yeah. on it. <laughs> and, and then, as I said, the second best player in the league, too, is Scottie Pippen. What were you guys' thoughts on Scotty? I mean, I, it was I was always such a big fan of his just because I didn't realize uh, his contract was so terrible. I had I didn't Jesus Christ, man. And like 
who was his agent? Like, he's like a super agent now. His agent yeah, is. Oh God, who was well, it? Wasn't David Falk because David Falk's Michael Jordan's agent? But no, I want to say it's something like Spencer or something, like something Spencer. I don't know, but he's making a shitload of money right now. Yeah, seven years, eighteen million dollars. Yeah, he Total. was uh, what one hundred twenty second, paid. Which is like the equal to I don't remember his name now. Scott Van Pelt said it was Andre Roberson is yep, the 122nd highest. Never player. heard of him. Who is that? Uh, yeah, he, he's a role player in the Thunder. <laughs> and you know, Scotty def- Scotty might be the best wing defender in NBA history. So, you know, just a little bit of a slight difference. Slight difference. Yeah. I mean, and something I, I was always such a big uh, such a Scotty fan. I didn't know that he was a equipment manager for an NAIA school in like, what Arkansas. Yeah. And, and then grew seven inches in college or, or something ridiculous. And that's why he was so good at ball handling. He was one of the first point forwards yeah. in, yeah. in NBA history. And uh, yeah, I had no idea he was a guard um, prior to that. It's kind of funny. I always to... think it's funny that people, Oh, I mean, you have to compare MJ and LeBron. But if you're going to compare anybody to LeBron, especially from the Bulls, it's Scott. Yeah. But you can't do it because one and two, respectively, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, – I, I was just a, a pig in mud on Sunday night. I, I don't know about you guys. I, I want I want all of it now. There are eight more. <laughs> I'm so excited. But it's going to take so long to watch. I'm so upset about that. Just give it to me now. <laughs> They've spoiled us because all we do is binge now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, At least they're giving yeah. us two. Can you imagine if it's spread out over 10 fucking weeks? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just, it, it's such a, there was two, I, at the end of that, I was just watching, I was texting Dre, him and I were texting back and forth during, I was like, there's just too many houses in that room. Mm-hmm. too many alphas and there's only a real one <laughs> yeah i don't know what's above alpha but that's what michael was but um you know something i thought that was really really interesting i mean mj was just you know the, the best athlete of our generation you know I, he's i mean he has his own freaking brand for christ's sake i mean patrick ewing was getting interviewed about losing to him wearing a Georgetown shirt with Jordan's, Jordan's logo on it. Yep. Just to show the significance of it. You know, I just thought, speaking of a Wizards perspective, Bobby, I mean, we were, you know, saw what Michael Jordan did here as, you know, uh, general manager. How his tenacity and his love of the game and, and all of the so on and so forth, how that hasn't translated to success off the court, um, whether it was general manager here with the Wizards or what he's done as an owner for the Hornets. I mean, it's it's bad. It's really bad. Not good. Not good, Bob. I think yeah. it only translates on the core. I think you can only, you know, he has only figured out how to channel that competitiveness mm-hmm. through actually playing. If he's not playing, yeah, I think we've it, we I, saw it with the Wizards. I mean, he literally was what a partial owner and GM over the Wizards, and he couldn't take it anymore. And he got he came out of retirement and came to play. Like he, yeah. Who did he draft number one overall? A Mecca Hooker for. Him? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he wants to play. He's a player. He wants to be on the court. He doesn't want to be on the mm-hmm. sideline being a puppeteer. He wants to be, you know, def- you know, <gasps> destroying guys on the court. So, 
I, I think it's, you know, it's, I it's tough to channel that in another, another, another way has, once you're so focused on being an athlete. And he hasn't really spoken about Jerry Krause yet, at least in the documentary, but I wonder if his overall opinion has changed now that he's realized how hard it is to keep a team together, intact, happy, successful. True. True. And he did it. Um, and I mean, we saw this with the Warriors. I mean, they that they broke up within a couple of years. I mean, it is really, really hard, regardless of the talent, to maintain, you know, consistent championships. Yep. And I, I think if they ever brought in Kevin Durant, they would have been able to do it. Yeah. I think Kevin Durant came in and just won it. But that's a different story. I also thought it was funny. It's not funny, but it's kind of funny, like – with the, all the Jerry Krause stuff, and then, like, you see people on Twitter being like, man, fuck Jerry Krause. I hope he's watching this and being, like, being a fucking piece of shit. And it's like, well, he's dead, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and some people he's didn't even know. Now, the only people see that is his family. So. Yeah, but people don't know that he uh, passed away three years ago. Uh, so yeah. like everyone's just, like, shitting on him because of this documentary. And it's now his memory. But it's like, well, you know. It's also just the first two episodes. I know. <laughs> It's probably yeah. going to get a lot worse. <laughs> it's going to get worse. <laughs> but he, he won them six championships. Like, I just don't know how much yep. you can actually give him. Like, yeah. To me, like, that's like Patriots bitching about not winning the fucking Super Bowl. Correct. Yep, that's a good segue. Let's go to the gridiron. NFL draft tomorrow night. The Redskins are picking second overall again. Done that before. RJ3 was the second overall pick. LeVar Arrington was the second overall pick. And here we are again, guys. And it looks like um, I saw reports out today that it's basically officially official that Joe Burrow will be a Cincinnati Bengal as of tomorrow night. That's obvious. So then that leads us to, you know, the gift-wrapped local DeMatha product in Chase Young. Um, he is regarded as the best prospect in this draft. He is um, at a higher scaled he's been graded higher than his past uh, ohio state teammates and the Bosa twi- uh, bosa brothers it's uh as as any inclination any analyst you'll ask he is, is about as camp miss as it comes <laughs> now if we had greg minuski i guarantee you it could miss oh he's going he's going he's driving hey bobo sure. <laughs> nice <laughs> The Redskins well, tweet is that I'm gonna use it. The fact so, that we have Del Rio and Ron Rivera, I think mm-hmm. it's a can't miss. Opposite yeah, Montez Sweat in a four-three. Oh my god! <laughs> Why? You know, Why? and it's so really this the debate over the past months now has been either Chase Young or trade back and for more value and get you know two, three first-round picks, something like that. And just because studies have shown and the data has proven that, you know, three high quality starters is better than a superstar. And I get that. I get that rationale. But it also takes it takes two parties, cooperating parties for this to even work out in this hypothetical trade scenario. So, you know, now that we've had months to marinate over this and I know we've spoken about this some more. I mean, is it just, you know, Chase Young, write the name in. We don't even you know, don't even take a few minutes, just, you know, give him that number 99 jersey as he said he wants and, you know, get ready for him to suit up on Sundays. If we haven't gotten the offer yet, yeah. we're not going to get it. No. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and so we're already seeing write it down before Joe Burrow goes. Write fucking Chase Young's name down and just hand the goddamn slip. And we're already seeing the teams that would be trading up. I mean, there are some reports that they've asked or have inquired. I saw someone say that there has been a, a deal laid out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the Dolphins are already looking at just moving up to number three to take a tackle. And, and you know, we yeah. thought they were for a, forever going to be a, lo- like a lock to take Tua. So, mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with Ian. I, I just, if, if we haven't heard about a solid offer yet, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I can't see it coming down. Anytime tomorrow. Yeah, and and look, and if, and, and that's if, the thing. A, a solid offer is not going to do it. It has to be a blow me out of the water offer. Correct. I mean, if if we're getting offers like what we gave up for RG three, then yeah, I'm doing it. Oh I'm yeah, it. it was I like mean, five we, picks. Yeah, Seven, I mean, maybe? absolutely. If I mean, if if we're getting something, you know, like, can you imagine if we got that Ricky Williams level trade? Oh, the Redskins God. received, the and we still didn't make the playoffs with it, but. Um, how is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> How is it possible to Redskins so hard? Oh, um, yeah. You know, so, and I, I, I get the concept of trading back. I, I really do. And ideally, it, it, it makes sense because we suck. We're three and 13. We have so many holes to fill in a draft that is, you know, very deep with all kinds of wide receivers, offensive linemen. Uh, there's a lot of good uh, secondary players um, towards the back end of the first round. So uh, all of which are major holes for the Redskins. But I mean, we, we have to hit on this pick. I mean, those are so many variables that take one, a cooperating team to send us to offer us a package that's substantial. And then we got to hit on picks that are of lesser value than Chase Young. Yeah. I would rather take the small chance of missing on Chase Young than taking the bigger chance of missing on a handful of guys. You know, and it, it it's a... And also, how do you qualify miss, you know? Yeah. Like, it, what do you guys it, think it, this of... This is applied in... Yeah, go ahead. No, I was like, what do you think of, like, Danny Ruye's, like, stance of, like, he has to be a... Gen- he has to be, like, Reggie White in order for this to verif- justify drafting him and not trading back. It's like... But we're not even getting that big of offers, so he doesn't have to yeah, be a red that's, one. Yeah, like like that's to me that's a bullshit. Yeah, the other thing too is like you can't don't trade back just to trade back. Yeah, yeah, just to get more picks that you don't even know. Like that's no, you have to justify the means. Yeah. Now yeah. you give me Chase Young. Now if this was Nick Bosa, I'd be excited about Nick Bosa, but not like Chase Young. And Nick mm-hmm. Bosa just tore up the league in his first year. And Chase is supposed to be better. He and he is yep. better. So no, he doesn't have to be a Reggie White for this to pay out. He needs to be, yeah, and and that's again, that's under the assumption that we're getting we're being given a king's ransom for it. So, yes. you know, I I I don't know, and yes, I would love Jeff Okuda. I would love you know what's that tackle Worfs from Alabama or yeah. um, you know Andrew Thomas from Georgia. I would love Georgia. to get. I mean, if uh, we could get a starting corner, starting tackle in the same draft of the first round. I mean, those probably are our two biggest holes, maybe other than tight end, but um, yeah, I, I get it. But, you know, GMs get fired if they don't hit on their first round picks, you absolutely have to hit on them. And I know that is pass rush, you know, front seven, our biggest need, not even close. Do you guys agree? No. 
I'm sorry. What? I mean, I no, I agree with you in that. It's not our biggest need <laughs> at all. No, that was our, our bad phrasing by, and, by me. No, our front seven and defense. Maybe our biggest strength. It, it probably yeah. is. It definitely is. And but I don't, but I don't want to pass up on Chase Young. Yeah, and there's really two, you know, methods to draft. It's pick for need or pick for best player available, and. And in, in terms of Chase Young, this is best player available. I, I don't think you ever should, especially in a, I mean, I would even say maybe top 10 and definitely top five mm-hmm. and definitely top three, top two. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should ever take draft for need that high. You just take best player available, unless it's a quarterback, unless you are a franchise that absolutely needs to turn over and start all <laughs> over again with a, with a quarterback who is, of course, the most important position on the football field. Other than that, there you should never draft. I think Robert Henson said that on our podcast, what two months ago when we had him on, and say you should never ever draft for need, especially this high. You, f- I mean, I mean, they'll holes. draft for need to fill other holes later in the draft, but at two you don't have to do that. You shouldn't do that. Draft best mm-hmm. player because he's the best player. Yep. Yeah, and well, look Portland at the missed 49ers. out on Michael Jordan. Yeah, Portland missed out on Michael Jordan because they drafted for for need because they had Clyde Drexler. Great player, not Michael Jordan. Draft BPA. And, and look, uh, Nick Bosa wasn't um, – the 49ers didn't need pass rushers. Right. Their front yep. seven is probably yeah. their best, too. They've yeah. invested thoroughly in, in that. But he's he was too good of a prospect to pass up, and, you know, he helped them get to the Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, I – I get it. And, you know, I think it's a great story too. I, I, it is, there's something that I think is so awesome that a local kid potentially for the second year in a row and three out of the past four years and Jonathan Allen, Dwayne Haskins, and now uh, Chase Young, all local kids hopefully grew up Redskins fans and are going to be playing just around the corner from where they grew up. Yep. And in Chase Young's case down the street from where they went to high school. Yeah. In the same County. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And it's, it's, you know, in this, he also, oh, God, I love him so much. He also fits, and I think this is kind of what you guys said earlier at the beginning of this conversation, is that he just fits that Ron Rivera mold so perfectly. He is, in terms of, like, you know, look at what all the, Ron Rivera specifically, but even the Redskins themselves as an organization have been putting forth since Rivera got here. They're going through an entire culture change, you know? Mm-hmm. And I get you want to bring in as many players Look, and, and this is not to say that the discussion about whether to trade back or draft Chase Young is a bad discussion. It's a good problem to have, you know. It's you know for Absolutely. where our franchise is right now. This is this is win win. Yeah, me this too. Win win, in my opinion. Me too, because like we said, and we've been saying this since the season ended. You either get Chase Young or you get a King's ransom. Um, and I kind of did make the playoffs. Right. Win win win. Win win Correct. win. It's a triple jam. Um. So, but you want to start off this new culture that Ron mm-hmm. Rivera is trying to establish with a franchise type player, and Chase Young can be that guy. You don't want to establish it with three guys that may or may not be here in five years. You know, ideally, yeah. you know, who who knows? We will never know. We don't know right now. But ideally, and he has the best chance to do this is that Chase Young is here for the majority, if not all, of his career. And he's a perennial pro bowler and possibly our first yep. all pro player in ever. And 20 years. And we are consistently contenders and we have one of the best defenses in the league. 
So yeah. and and that's Ron Rivera's bread and butter. I mean, he has strong defenses year in and year out. And why not add a superstar, a potential superstar to that mix? I mean, to me, it just makes too much sense. I think Ron Rivera is foaming I mean, the mouth to get him. You're um, you're looking at one Ryan Kerrigan's at the tail end of his career. Yep. You know, major applause. You Thank hope you. you have your name in the in the ring of ring of honor one day, ring of fame, whatever sure. it's called. Um, but I mean, you have like what five Pro Bowl caliber young players, young controllable players, and Matt Ioannidis, Jonathan Allen. Deron Payne, Chase Young, Montez Sweat. I mean, those are those aren't just you know. Oh, thank God they're here. These are absolutely building blocks. Yeah. And Ruben so, Foster. We don't know what's going to happen with that. Yeah, we don't. We, that's true. So you know, there's there's a lot that that is you know even for the Redskins' sake that is a such a wealth of young talent that I I don't think we've ever seen at least in the you know in the Snyder era. Never. Because no. we never had picks. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Kyle. Thank you, Kyle. And we never, <laughs> I mean, the last time we drafted this high, we traded up to get there to get RG3. Mm-hmm. And before that. Mm-hmm. We were so happy. Was, oh, my God, dude. And, and to this day, it was the right move. You know, I, I don't yeah. think we would trade that. I don't think we would not draft RG3 if we could do it all over again. Well, if you remember after, during his rookie season, I, like I remember all these players, like teams were like, "Oh man, we should have. Why didn't we? Why didn't we do that?" And one year later, yeah. Well, but anyways. it all came crashing down. So, like, even you know, right now, Bleacher Report: Falcons want to trade up to number two, but Redskins think too highly of Chase Young to trade away pick. They, oh. they love him, and why would the Falcons want to trade up? I don't Unless get Matt that. Ryan is. I, I don't what you got? Hey, yeah. What are you going to give us? Yeah, <laughs> Matt Ryan and and some and a first rounder. Give me Matt Ryan, a first rounder. Give me Calvin Ridley, and I'll think about it. Just maybe. Yeah. The other um, the other aspect that goes into this is that kind of negates the need to trade back is if they end up pulling off one of these trades with Trent Williams. Yes, correct. And if and you add needs. another first rounder, oh God, a fucking first rounder for Trent Williams at this point. And that would yeah, that's. Or, so a, or a, was, we don't have was, a second or a second. I mean, at that point, he's like, there's no yeah. need to trade back because then you've got your picks. You know, and it was reported that the Dolphins want to trade up and not for Tua, but for a, a tackle, for an offensive tackle. Yeah. So if these, and typically it's a, a chain reaction once, you know, once one O-lineman goes, the rest follow, or once one QB goes, the rest follow. So if that becomes the case, then Trent Williams' value is going to become even higher for those teams that are picking in the second half of the uh, first round. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, if after all this bullshit that we've dealt with Trent Williams, if we're able to get something substantial still out of him, and at this point I would say O.J. Howard's substantial. I would say David Njoku's substantial or, you know, trade value. Give um, me straight up. I don't even give a shit. Just give me a tight end yeah. and let's get rid of fucking Trent. I'm good. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Is this not You went to Bama? You're Redskin. Yeah. <laughs> or at this point, Ohio State. That too. Anybody? Tom, can we not do that since we're on iPads? No, we can. I think you have to save it though. I oh, downloaded yeah. these. I got a few. I downloaded these Redskin. before. The, if you go to the Redskins website or Twitter account, they're like available. Hey. <laughs> can you put your face <laughs> right? In- <laughs> there. Yeah, Tom, move the other way. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
got a couple. I just I was just trying to like change like the mojo and the viewing. I got this one too. Son of a bitch. Two times. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's too distracting. I have to. Yeah. I have to get. I'm out also of that. I'm also getting distracted by like the space that's not being covered up by it. It looks like huh. looks like a bad like cutting of an outline. You know, when you're in kindergarten. Yeah. So I'm gonna go back to normal. I'm just having some okay. Some so so Bobby, I, I did write down. So what else do we need? Because I'll, I'll never forget when in something I've really agreed ever since he said that was when we had Tim Murray on the show and you were talking about the Orioles rebuild and he goes, you need the bodies. You need the bodies and we need a lot. So, you know, in terms of what are our biggest needs, the first one, and I, I, I've been saying this until I'm blue in the face, that's tight end. Yep. Tight end sucks. You know, maybe ain't going to cut it. What's, uh, what's a young quarterback's best weapon? Best friend, it's a tight end. Good running, get good running back. Good tight end. Um, running the ball on first know, down I, every single time. Yeah, I, I would. <laughs> uh, tight ends our biggest need, in my opinion. I'd go with the secondary. Following that, I know we have Landon Collins there. We just gave Kendall Fuller a, a very large contract, but after that, it's all kind of, you know, wait and see. Especially since Quint, Quentin Dunbar has now been traded, so you know that's free safety. Uh, hopefully, you know, Ronald Darby does well in this prove-it deal or, or Jimmy Moreland turns into something. Maybe Fabian Rowe will stay on the outside. I really, really hope he does. But still, we are lacking legitimate talent in those uh, two respective positions. And then also, last one is wide receiver. Now, I know we love Terry McLaurin. He's our wide receiver one and will be for the foreseeable future. Uh, I like what we saw out of Steven Sims the second half of the season. Uh, I think the, uh, you know, our coaching staff realized – how much better he is than Trey Quinn. Uh, and I, I liked what we saw out of Kelvin Harmon at the same time. You know, I, I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sold on Sims and Harmon both. Uh, I'm sold on McLaurin. I, I'm, I'm good. I'm ready. Um, yeah. I'm but, actually, you know, I'm sold as fuck on Sims. Just as like, a, yeah, I, 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 as a I weapon standpoint, going to be a problem. Like, I, mm-hmm. I really think he's going to be dynamic as a slot receiver. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I mean, in limited inventory or, or limited body of work, but yeah, I, I like it too. But still, this is, if anything, what this draft is being known for, it's the amount of talent at the wide receiver receivers. position. Um, on average, about 27 to 28 wide receivers are taken per draft. And there are 31 prospects with grades of round three or better. That is a lot. I think. I mean, they think they're expecting a ton of wide receivers to go in the first handful of round rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, <laughs> bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Between you sneezing and Ian yawning like a grizzly bear, you guys forget we're on camera. <laughs> no, like an otter, baby. An Come otter. On, My bad. Um, yeah. What was that? Who said meow? Tom. Oh. <laughs> um so what do you what do you guys think is our biggest our biggest weakness what else needs to be addressed in this draft tight end is up there for me too it's my number one i mean mm-hmm. if, if we're taking the one. if we're taking chase young at two then next need or i guess need or play a place to address is tight end um mm-hmm. there apparently is pretty good 
people think, or at least I saw reports of the Redskins think that they can find value in tight end in the later mid rounds. There's okay. not a single tight end that's going to go in the first round this year. Yeah. So I would like, even if you, even if you get an so OJ Howard, I would still like to mm-hmm. maybe draft a tight end. Absolutely. And, and I was actually going to say that too, Bobby, because look, if we get an OJ Howard or David and Joku, something like that, that's awesome. Probably penciled in as our week one starter. Sounds good. Um, but still, we you need more than one. Yeah. And I don't think any of the guys that are currently on our roster are, are capable of that. Maybe Logan Thomas can turn into something with, you know, some added experience at his new position. But yeah. still, um, you know, you get a really, really good value from the tight end position in the mid rounds. I mean, look at George Kittle with San Francisco and Travis Kelsey this year's Super Bowl. Both of those guys were mid round picks and they're absolute studs. Yeah. So, you know, what but they're um, also the Rob Gronkowski getting traded. Tight ends are going so high now. Yeah. Anyone else yeah, think so, I'm nervous that Logan Thomas is going to be our next Terrell Pryor? Oh, God. <laughs> Quarterback Stop turned it. into a receiving position, and he's just going to be a <laughs> fucking dumpster fire. Um, sure. But, yeah, I, I mean, I would love if a tight end fell into our lap in, like, the third round. Sure. But I think, like you said, yeah. no one's going to go in the first, maybe even second. If I mean, it'd be, like, the top two guys. I think but then you want to take a tackle or, or a tight end? Well, that's the thing. I mean, there's so like, that, if you get a tight end yeah. by trading Trent Williams, okay, you you have solved tight end for the short term. You still need to uh, draft for the long term, but then tackle becomes an issue. Yeah, I, I would say what uh, I would assume they're going to do is find another bridge type of situation, whether that they want to run that back with Donald Penn for a season. I'm fine with that. Um, I'm actually, you know, typically I'm always vehemently against signing aging veterans but if you want to bring in jason peters from the eagles for a year fine he's like and then, you know we can draft our future left tackle the future works, you know, works for donald Penn. That, that worked out yeah I, I mean all things considered absolutely so you know I, and, and, and you're right that is you know left tackle is the second most important position on offense so yeah. and we literally don't have anyone playing that at the moment unless you think jaron christian's going to be that guy or which yeah, Jason Peters is thirty-eight years old. I wouldn't touch him. It's up there. He's thirty-eight. So the Donald Penn's like thirty-six. Penn's like the same age. He's thirty-six. I thought he's thirty-seven. No, he's thirty-six. Actually, he'll be thirty-seven in a week. Yeah, that's what I did. I, I mixed up the weeks. Um, yeah, but you know, I hear what you're saying. If you can kind of band-aid it for a season and then wait. Yeah, I mean, I mean this is kind when of you're, when you're this. When you inherit a three and thirteen team, you're not going to be able to fix everything overnight. Right. This is going to take. Uh, this is going to be a process. So, you and know, by looking at can, his free agency, Ron's free agency, you can tell he's building this the long the long haul. It's not mm-hmm. uh, okay. Let's just go ahead and fix it now. Now, if mm-hmm. we landed on Amari Cooper, who knows? A little different. But I'm yeah. I'm glad we didn't spend that money. I oh, like man, where his head was at. But now yeah. it looks like he's building this for the next couple of years to do it the right way. We have been sure. so excited. We got Amari Cooper. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I, like just. But also, one, like, for that, that cost, been... I would have been like, "Nah, I'm glad we missed." Yeah, that. and just to fleece the Cowboys, even though I don't think that's ever worked out in our favor. But um, so, like, I, I wrote down our projected starting lineup. So, um, quarterback, we have Dwayne Haskins. Running back, I put. Darius Geis and Adrian Peterson together, and then J.D. McKissick on third down. Third downs he spent last year in Detroit. 
and actually looks like he might even be a bit of an upgrade from, you know, the Chris Thompson that we've had over the past couple of years, who has really not been the Chris same since he broke his leg. Yeah. Um, you know, I got uh, Terry McLaurin on one side, Kelvin Harmon on the other with Steven Sims on, on the slot tight end and left tackle. I put question marks. I really don't think they've, that's been solved yet. Uh, left guard. I have Wes Martin or that guy we signed from the bears. I don't remember his name or the West, Falcons, excuse me. West uh, yeah. Schwartzer. That, yes. Okay. Uh, we have Chase Chase Rouye at center, Brandon Sheriff at right guard, Morgan Moses, our favorite player at right tackle. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, we have Chase Young and then Ryan Kerrigan supplementing him. We have Matt Ioannidis at defensive tackle, Deron Payne at um, defensive tackle with Jonathan Allen. Um, in there as well. Uh, that's going to be probably a, a all split in the thirds somehow. Um, Montez Sweat on the other side of defensive end. Then linebacker is definitely a question mark. I, I would say for certain Thomas Davis is one of our starters. Yep. Um, middle linebacker, I think that's going to be dependent on Ruben Foster's health, yep. but they re-signed Jonathan Bostic for a reason, so John Bostic could be penciled in at least as a week one starter. And then I, I like Cole Holcomb. I, I think he'd be he's going to be good in the 4-3 think he's athletic enough and can go sideline to sideline. I think he could be on the other um, outside linebacker in this new defense that we're going to have. Uh, then as far as corners, I put down Kendall Fuller, Ronald Darby, and Fabian Moreau with Jimmy Moreland. You know, three out of those four are, are going to have major impacts. Then Sean Davis, he a terp, he a terp. and uh, Landon Collins is safety. So, you know, I – this defense is, I mean, a lot is going to be dependent on these three linebackers, but it looks um, great on paper. You know, that's not great, it but it looks good. Strong. That's a legitimate defense. And with the Cole, I mean, I think people, I don't know why people are sleeping on this. I feel like, I know we are. I feel people are sleeping on the fact that we have Jack Del Rio as our D coordinator. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> like that makes me excited. And that it's killing me. Also to me, that is why I know. Chase Young is a lot because with him at D coordinator, Ron Rivera head coach, they're like, give me the mm-hmm. best player. Oh, he's a defensive end that gets after the quarterback. Yes, that's going to be him. Mm-hmm. Run it back. And, and to back to uh, Cole Holcomb, I, I think he could be like, he's like the prototypical, maybe a little smaller, but Luke Keekley. And like, they'll just coach him up just like, like Luke Keekley. And I think he'll, he'll be, you... he's not going to be a all pro like Luke Keekley, but he will be more than serviceable. Well, there were two linebackers taken in the first round last year. Devin Bush out of Michigan, then a guy out of LSU. Was it Devin White, the two Devins? And yeah. Cole Cole Holcomb's stats were equal to them. Yeah. I mean, same amount of tackles and sacks and, and pass breakups. Now, I know statistics are, are kind of weighed differently, especially for linebackers. But, I mean, if we got comparable value from the fifth rounder as opposed to your first, I mean, that's that's legit. Yeah. Kyle. Kyle. Yeah. You know, I, I, um, I wrote down that what, who's next, who needs to make the, the leap going into next season. And at this point, we're at year three. I need to see Darius guys do it. Like, I mean, Josh Dotson. (laughs) (laughs) Bobby's biggest fear. (laughs) Bobby's biggest fear just came through. I mean, we have a log jam at running back now. You mentioned J.D. Kiss- we do. Uh, McKissick, but then you also got um, Peyton Barber. Yeah. yeah. Peyton, Which, yeah. And um, the fucking Stanford guy. I wasn't a, 
The Price Love is Price Love. Price Love. I mean, who, I think they're, all, they're, been... they're, they're doing all this because they can't trust Darius's injury. Yeah, yeah. But you're I mean, gonna have to. to be... You're gonna cut two of those guys probably. Yeah. yeah. And it's not gonna be guys. They're not gonna get rid. They're not gonna. It's not gonna be AP. Nope. No, oh, maybe they could trade him for something if it like a, a team in contention that wants a veteran running back. But oh, but I like AP. Um, I, I know, but <laughs> I know I'm kidding. Like it's. <laughs> I mean, I would be sad to no, see the, him go to trade, but if it makes the, sense, it the, makes sense. I like the McKissick signing. He was a converted receiver. Yep. So, I mean, I know that's going to be his role. I'm, I'm fine with that. But to me, I, I think the gloves need to be off for him. Gloves need to be off for uh, players that haven't really figured it out yet, whether that's Fabian Moreau, um, someone like that, or if Jimmy Moreland can really uh, hold hold down that uh, you know, nickel corner role, what they're going to do with Kendall Fuller. Exactly. He's going to be playing in the nickel like he did with us for the Redskins, or he's going to play a little bit of safety uh, like he did in Kansas City last year, at least for the second half of the season. Um, you know, these are these young guys where are they a part of our team long term, or is it just, you know, cut your ties at the end of their, uh, you know, rookie contract? Yeah. What about the defense side of the ball in terms of who needs to step up? Uh, Fabian Moreau. I mean, I think he's got an opportunity to start opposite of of um, Fuller. Yep. I was gonna say maybe uh, I, this might not be fair because it's the second season. I was gonna say Montez Sweat. Yeah, I would he, like to see him was, break out into the scene. And then you have I, I thought, a trio, uh, a trio, a trio. I'm sure it's a trio of him, well, Kerrigan, was, and uh, Chase Young going after the quarterback. Oh my! I think Montez Sweat got better every single he did. game. He did. Like I remember that like that first month he was overwhelmed. He was not ready. very underwhelmed. But cuz he cuz he should game. never been in that position. That's true. No. Cuz he's dropping yeah. back in coverage. Yeah. <laughs> he dropped back like more in one year than he did his entire collegiate career. Yep. What? <laughs> so maybe I'll take that back. But I mean, I, I, my point <laughs> is if he steps up and becomes the guy who we drafted him to be, I mean, mm-hmm. that's a fucking three-headed monster going after the quarterback. I think he's going to be scary in this 4-3. And then you have the my new my new term, the 3 up the middle of <laughs> King Ionitis. I think you with that. Yeah, 3 I like the 3 like King Ionitis, so, Payne, and, and Allen up the middle. I mean, that uh, just gave me a, We've never had a defensive line like that ever. Give that to me immediately. I so I got, a, I got a question about that. Are, are the uh, three interior defensive linemen? And... Um, I know that's not necessarily we need to figure out now, but we're in a four, three. So that means only two of them are going to be on the field at the same time. They're not going to be able to have all three on the field altogether. Most likely unless they're like in goal line situations or obvious run rundowns. But for the most part, it's going to be two of them. Then one's on the sideline and they're going to be, you know, they're going to be stay energetic. They're going to have fresh legs. That's really, really good for the longevity of the season. At the same time, all three of those guys are legit. We're not going to be able to pay all three. Most likely, it's well, luckily we already team. paid. We already paid Ionitis. Yes, which so, is good. Yes. So now what? We didn't pay him that much either, did we? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm at a, I'm at a point. If he, since he has such an affordable contract, do you entertain trade ideas? And yeah, I mean. <laughs> Think of it. I mean, we're not going to be able to keep all three. No, we can't. But I want all three. I yeah, and we're already coming up on Jonathan Allen. But Thomas, like, yeah. 
And he, he's our, he's our captain. I don't think they're going to trade our captain. Nah, nah, fresh round draft pick. This is going to be John Allen's fourth season. That's insane. Yeah. I feel like just like yesterday, I was like, oh, we got John Allen. Yep. Just think about that. How bad Greg Minuski is at his job. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it is now Jonathan Allen's fourth year, and it's going to feel like his first fucking year. Yeah. Oh, man, I hate that man so much. <laughs> <laughs> man. So, I mean, this hypothetical scenario that I'm laying out, is there one that you could part with? <laughs> None that I want no. to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, we have to see how it plays out. They, it, would it be pain? I guess it would be pain. I would say it's Ionitis. I was going to say I know See, because actually with the 4-3, oh, my God. <laughs> right? I think Deron Payne's going to be disgusting in a 4-3. Yeah, he is. He's going to come up the middle like a fucking boss. Mm-hmm. Yep. And this is a good problem now. And Al can get after the quarterback and stop the run. But yep. so can Ioannidis. <laughs> yep. And he might even be better than him. He was the Much best of, of all three yeah. for now two years. He was the best. Yep. yep. You got to get it. But I love Jonathan Allen. I want the local guys. We what both, do you say? No, it's my dad. We have Rome as a live comment. He he can comment on Facebook right now, but he's choosing to come downstairs and comment. <laughs> and he's okay. saying he loves the format. He loves being live. I can't figure out. I can't figure out how to He's just a microphone. Figure out how to. Chat. You can't figure out how nice. to chat. It was driving me crazy, so I just said, "Everyone downstairs and say hi." Are you? Not, are you? Can you not chat on it? No, I'm sure you can. I just can't figure it out. Are you watching on TV? On the TV? I was watching on the TV. That's you gotta watch it on the computer. Yeah, that'll well, do. I was it. Trying to do it on my phone. Or once you get your new money iPad, you can do it on your iPad. My new money iPad. He's gonna. Well, how was, how was I love Chick this format. This is all. Is it so cool to watch you guys live? I think it's awesome. Uh, yeah, Chick, thank you. Chick was watching. Thanks, Rob. He, they said thanks. Uh, Chick was watching uh, probably on his computer. Or his phone. Nice. Yeah. All right, boys, take it easy. I had to come down and you crash too. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we got one live viewer. Papa Rome. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, no, it's a it's a brutal question. It's something I don't want to answer right now. <laughs> I really don't. Hopefully, I mean, the, I, I, the I answer is like presented to us, as opposed to us having to choose. We also need Honestly, to see what, what they are like in the 4-3. So this year yeah. is going to be very telling. If they all three take I off, mean, it makes it harder, though. <laughs> but, and it's going to be it's, constant rotation. Oh I know. That's the thing. It's like, I want all three because then they're all going to be fresh. <laughs> uh, Same thing with Sweat, uh, Kerrigan, and Chase Young. Yeah. They're all going to be like, fresh. Fourth quarter. We're, we're, fourth quarter. We are lifelong Redskins fans. We haven't had our cake and be able to eat it, too, for over 20 years. So you know what? Let us have our cake. Having our cake we and eating had a it cake too- or eating it. We've had no cake. Well, having our no cake, cake and eating it for us is this is having a we got we got to look defense. at other people's cake and that maybe finishing above five hundred. This is hope on New Year's Eve all over again. <laughs> <laughs> well played. <laughs> what was hope on New Year's Eve? Felt, she, she she thought it was going to be um, you know all you can eat food there. Oh, like, so did I. Various set snacks. So did I. Yeah. Shout out, Ray. Yeah. <laughs> Always go to Christian. Thank first. God we, thank God we brought uh, ties. Um, 
<laughs> as fun as that night was, you know, it could have I, so easily been a debacle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, back to those three players that we've been discussing. The smart thing to do eventually is to trade one of them. Because eventually. either that or you – eventually. So, I mean, if we can get something legitimate because I know we I want more draft capital, um, I, I'd be – that's I'm, I'm curious that's to see how that's going to play out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so and then my last current of the current players, um, what do we, I know we said who needs to make this leap. And it's obvious that the biggest leap that needs to be made is through Dwayne Haskins. And, you know, this has been a, a, a very weird relationship that Haskins has had with this team, with this fan base, with the local media. He, he's a, he's a, He's a complex guy. Um, he's kind of hard to figure out, but um, he's young. I mean, he is. He's a kid. Um, Think about what we were like at 21 years old. Oh, Jesus Christ! You know, douchebags. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, what are you guys thinking? I mean, first of all, the, the, any kind of idea that like one of six seven is racist is just r- ridiculous. Just so wrong, you know. That just, just you know, f- figure something else out. I, I don't know what else to say. Everyone That's just that. not correct. Um, I, and I, I get that Dwayne Haskins is young. He's just a kid. He just got paid millions of dollars. If I was in that scenario, I'd be a little, uh, I, I guess, braggadocious as well. And I understand that. But when you're the starting quarterback of the Washington Redskins, there is a magnifying glass on you. So nice, Bobby. Way to fix that. So I, I you know, it, it's he he has done done some things that annoy me. I I, I think annoyed all of us are are just lack the presence of mind to, you know, to act professionally. But you know, I think this is all also an instance. This is going to be the modern day athlete. You know, modern day athletes have been in front of the camera since they're in high school now. Um, they are have the ability to you know live stream themselves as we're getting a crotch shot on Ian. You're um, welcome. <laughs> this is live. You know they, this is you know, they they create burner accounts or are block you know people that um, are that detract them. So um, what are, what are you guys thoughts on all of that? I I agree that this is just the way things are now with athletes. Um, I don't know. He's being childish a little bit, a little immature, which is Mm -hmm. fine. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's just annoying to me. It's just annoying. Not him, but the, that we have to talk about it, that we, it Mm -hmm. comes up that it's a topic of conversation. Every time we talk about Dwayne Haskins, it's half football, half what he's doing off the field. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I'm, it's just it's tiresome. I mean, I get that's what you know how today's world works, and you know these guys are under a microscope, especially when you're a quarterback of mm-hmm. a major um, NFL franchise. But yeah. you know, it's you know maybe try to spin it in a positive way. Maybe him blocking all of the one hundred six seven personalities. All right, it's one less distraction for him. And maybe just focus on the work, whatever it may be. And I. Which, by the way, Bobby, I maybe you can answer this better than me. But other than Chris Russell, has have any of them really been overly critical of him? That's like, the thing. I, no, I think they're been supportive. all supportive of him. No, none of them so, have been like adamantly. And and Chris Russell, 
is, in my mind, just like the complete outlier. He's not even 1067 the fan talent. He is filler noise in the background that I don't listen to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I listen <laughs> to the Junkies, Grand Danny, and um, Chad Dukes, and the verified guests that they have on their shows to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. So, I think people don't listen to Grant and Danny, but they follow them on social media where they say, see certain clips and snippets mm-hmm. of what they say. And then they just yeah. think it's just them talking shit about Dwayne Haskins yeah. nonstop, which is just not true. Yeah. I will say but, that uh, I think Blue Shorts posts a lot of clickbait shit. So yeah. that's yeah. kind of annoying. And that's probably what ticked off Dwayne Haskins. And he's like, you know, I'm sick of this. You're just trying to get a rise out of me. And that's kind of the issue, good, too, I'm is that good. it works. You know, as soon as Dwayne Haskins blocked them all, mm-hmm. he has another thing to write about. That's clickbait. Dwayne Haskins blocks all the local media on Twitter. It's like, okay, well, what the fuck? Which is fine. You know, I, I'm good with it. I'm good with him blocking all of them. Just fucking, just, just you do your thing. Yes, just get better. Do your thing. It's already happened. You did it all in one fell swoop. In a couple months, nobody will fucking remember it. It doesn't matter. It's out. It's out of your head. Just, just do your thing now. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ron Rivera has basically already said you're the starting quarterback, so we know there's no competition. Yeah. There shouldn't has be. Kyle's not going to come for your job. He alluded to it pretty much in one of his press conferences in the past okay. couple of weeks. Um, I'd rather him say it, or maybe he'll say that after tomorrow because we don't want to show our hand for tomorrow's draft just in I, case. We I think are. it came after. Oh, yeah, he can't say that he's the starter yet. It came after they got Kyle Allen. Okay. He can't say that because he still wants people to want to trade it up for Tua. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, Dwayne just needs to show on the field, and that's I, I know that's oversaid, and it's like so easily or easily said than said than done. But just show mm-hmm. the shut up and show them. The, I, I'm sick of all the selfie bullcrap talk. I'm sick of all the Twitter talk. Like, just go practice, yeah. perform, get better. We'll see you in the fall. And I, you know, to me, yes, I, I think at this point, just, you know, show us. And it, it's just, uh, you know, I wish we had the boilerplate type quarterback that's not going to say anything that's going to rub people, the, rub people the wrong way. But, you know, these are human beings, too. So, I, you know, I shouldn't have this expectation that they're supposed to give these robotic type of answers. That's not necessarily fair to them, especially when they're just, you know, fresh out of college. They I don't know what the hell they're doing yet, uh, you yeah. know, as an adult. At least I didn't. So, um, yeah, I, I just I, – I, I don't want any QB controversy. If, if that this is, in fact, the case, then I, I want Dwayne Haskins to be given every opportunity uh, to start every game despite if he has bad ones like he did last year too. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. And then, you know what, if he sucks and we suck next year, Trevor Lawrence will be there. So – that's true. And then we can ruin his career in four years, too. It's, you know, wash, rinse, repeat. Hey, we got Ronnie now. Let's see what happens. <laughs> um, we you do, guys ready for my... Yeah, real quick. Um, yeah. We do have uh, two comments on our uh, YouTube live stream. Okay. Um, we are live on YouTube as we record this podcast. From Phoenix. No idea who that is. Seems pretty fake. Oh, boy. Uh, Falcons are taking your pick. And then the next comment is from the same person, even though our trade was declined. So we have that going for us. Which is nice. Which is nice. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. Yeah. I don't know how. What are you going to give us? 
I, no, but is he the one who down liked us? That's I'm assuming he down. <laughs> that one dislike. I don't know if it shows who disliked what. We have one like. I think that's Umo. Shout out to Umo. Thanks, Umo. Um, Thanks, buddy. But yeah, so the Falcons are taking our pick, even though we declined their offer. So, so there's that interesting strategy. Okay. Let's see how that pans out. Let's see how it plans so. out. Because that's how just trades out of work. nowhere. It's just a guarantee that Falcons come just. up to number two. And you know what? We didn't. We haven't talked enough about how. I'm nervous that this is gonna get fucked up tomorrow. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we touched on it briefly at the start about how the test went awful on Monday. Yeah. But yeah. good God, would then that be the most Redskins thing ever? And the Redskins be, pick. They actually we, pass. <laughs> if, if, the Redskins skip a turn. <laughs> If we have limited connectivity problems, I'm going <laughs> to limited co- connectivity my mind. Mm-hmm. That's actually good, Thomas. <laughs> Thank you. Nice. Um, you guys ready for my Redskins mock? Yeah. Uh, no, I think Let's I'm go. having connectivity problems. Okay. Yeah. So Redskins have seven picks at the moment. One in the first, one in the third, two in the fourth, one in the fifth, Two in the seventh. So we're not picking in the second and sixth round, six rounds respectively. Um, with the second overall pick, we are taking Chase Young, defensive end out of Ohio State. Woo! Where's that little jingle, Bob? Oh, I don't think I had I don't know if I had it ready. That's okay. So the uh, oh, the mock I'm using, by the way, is from um, fanspeak.com. They have uh, mock draft simulations, which are really, really cool. Um, for this exercise, I just did based on our current draft order, not um, using any trades or anything like that, despite I was offered the Panthers first, second, third, and fourth rounds pick for the second overall one, um, the Panthers, which I would have considered. Yeah, First, but I didn't. second, and third picks? So their seventh overall pick, seventh. their second round, their third round, and their fourth round. So four, four straight picks. No, that four. Well, I, I know. Therefore, so. yeah. yeah, like in yeah. consecutive rounds. Yes. Yeah, I always said that too. All right. Anyways, I have it. Anyways, so I got, I got things on the second. We better hear right. that jingle tomorrow. Um, picking in the third round, second overall in this round. I can't believe he fell to me, but in this mock draft simulation, he did. That is safety out of LSU, Grant Delpit. There he is. There he is. Uh, what? I don't know. Um, at this point, I want um, all starting players from LSU, Alabama, or Clemson. Please all report to Ashburn immediately, right, Bob? Is the rule? Immediately. Ohio State. Ohio too. State, too. Yeah, yep. I was going to say. And Ohio Which State. I hate Ohio State, but. Yeah, got to do it. Yeah. Um, Nobody I, from I Penn think... State. No. <laughs> um, Grant Delpin could play. <laughs> could play deep safety, and that's something we haven't had in a very, very long time. Uh, he started at LSU for, I think, two years, two, three years. He's really good, and I don't know why he's slipping, but I'll take him. Realistically, um, that doesn't happen, though, right? I, I doubt he'll slip to the third. What's his name? Um, Grant Delpit, D-E-L-P-I-T. Okay. Tom and that was our third-round pick? <laughs> that was our third-round pick. 
Yeah, all right. So the the Athletics uh, mock draft of all seven rounds have him going in the second round to the Jaguars. Got it. Okay. I'm just going to do this first. Um, next, in the fourth round, second overall of this one, I have us getting our tight end. That is Adam Troutman, tight end out of Dayton. Dayton? He was a former quarterback. He is uh, – tight end class is pretty weak this year. There's really nobody – after Cole Komet, the tight end out of Notre Dame, it's, you know, third, fourth, fifth round, uh, mid-round level prospects. So, uh, now this is a converted quarterback. He was highly productive while he was at Dayton and uh, has been, you know, been the subject of many, many uh, mock drafts, as I understand. Um, so that's one of the top available tight ends coming out of the fourth round. For comparison's sake, the Athletic actually have us grabbing grabbing Colt. Uh, how do you say his name? Komet. Komet. Commit, commit at the, at number sixty six overall, and Troutman. I will gladly take that. Falling to the Colts at seventy five overall. Okay. So the athletic is on board with you, if not doing you one better. Okay. Um, next, in the fourth round, thirty sixth. Um, we got corner at a Notre Dame, Troy Pride Jr. Where is he at, Bob, on the Athletics mock draft? He is going in the fourth round uh, to the Steelers at 124. I'm pretty. I'm getting pretty close here. Yeah. Okay. They have the Redskins at 108, <laughs> taking uh, Josiah Scott out of cornerback out of Michigan State. Okay. Josiah. All right. We're on, we're on the same page. Is yeah. this Ben Standix? No, it is like the national. It is um, Dane Brugler. Yep. This was it. from a week ago. Got it. All right. And next in the fifth round, I have us getting our uh, getting a wide receiver, Quintez Cephas out of Wisconsin. Quintez? I wanted to get a wide receiver earlier, but um, this is how this is how my draft board played it out. Mm. So they ooh. Cephas out of Wisconsin, yeah. So the athletic has him falling all the way to the seventh and going to the Falcons. Okay. All right. Um, well, this is that Phoenix guys listening. You said fifth round. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, is it fifth round or our second pick in the fourth? Fifth round. Okay, because we have the one hundred twenty fourth overall pick too, and we have two pick. Mm-hmm. We have two fourth rounders. Yes, and I went Troutman and Troy Pride. Okay, gotcha. Um, fifth round, they have us taking uh, Shadik Charles, tackle out of LSU. LSU, yeah, I'll take it. Um, all right, then our final two picks in the seventh round. I have us getting an offensive tackle out of Oregon, Calvin Throckmorton. And <laughs> what then, a name! I uh, know. And then lastly, and this is something that I, 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 I saw this from Todd McShay. I've stolen a lot of draft ideals from him, but he is of the opinion you want you could draft a quarterback every single year. Yep. And right now, we only have two quarterbacks on our roster, right? It's Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Allen. That's our starter. Logan That's Thomas. primary backup. Logan Thomas. Um, we can never, ever, 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 ever go through a scenario in which we have to start someone like Mark Sanchez on Monday Night Football or Josh Johnson <laughs> ever again, right? Or Sean Petty. I mean, we kept – we – yeah, we um, – <laughs> nice. Um, we carried three quarterbacks last year on our roster. I would imagine that's going to be the case again. And I have us taking quarterback out of Colorado, Stephen Montez. Ooh. So the Athletic has 
The Redskins out 216, taking David Woodward, linebacker out of Utah State. Okay. Um, and you had their uh, Oregon uh, tackle or guard. Yeah. Um, and then also a quarterback from the Athletic, but not the one you said, Cole McDonald out of Hawaii. Out of Hawaii. I was between, That was my other one. It was Damn, man. You <laughs> almost nailed this. Um. I watched both of their YouTube highlights last night to figure out which one I liked more. Montez is a little bit bigger and, you know, playing in the PAC 12, I feel like it's got better, better competition. And, you know, if he could um, have a successful career while high the entire time at Boulder, that's pretty good. True. Especially Um, now that it's going to be legalized. Oh yeah. They're not going to, they're not going to test for it. Um, What do you guys think about getting another quarterback? Do you think that's, you know, a good strategy to have, or would you rather, you know, bring in a, a veteran to kind of lead that quarterback room? What What's the best, best option here? I think a lot of it depends on how many draft picks you have. Mm-hmm. Who you did have you say we took? Picks. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off again. Who did you, you say did. we were going to grab? Or who did you pick? I, Mock draft? I like uh, Steven Montez out of Colorado. Oh. All right. Sorry, go ahead, Ian. Colorado? I don't even see him on this mock draft. All right. Anyways, go ahead, Ian. My bad. You're good. What was I saying? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Drafting a quarterback. Oh, I really think it depends on how many uh, how many draft picks you have. Mm-hmm. I'm good with bringing in another, a veteran because this, mm-hmm. as of right now, we don't have too many draft picks. No. At least. We have seven. We have seven. And without yep. a key second rounder. So yep. I'm good on not drafting a quarterback this year. Yeah. You bring in a veteran. We already get because we have two young quarterbacks right now. You give me, you give me a veteran to show them the ropes, as opposed to mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins and Kyle Allen being the veteran quarterbacks in the locker room. Mm-hmm. That's scary to me. Yeah, I'm trying to think who. Like, is there someone a veteran quarterback that we could bring in that's not going to be a threat? That's someone that's going to be after Dwayne has a bad game or something. We're going to be calling for for him to play. No Cam Newton. RG3. No. <laughs> wouldn't that just come full circle? I mean, he wouldn't come back here. Could you imagine if he won the job? Oh, Man. No, because we would never, ever hear the end of it. Oh, my God. I mean, I, I would be okay with, like, the Brian Hoyer type level. Like, a guy that's been in this yeah. league that's learned from Tom Brady for a decade. Something like that just who knows how to be a pro. I'm fine with that. Or, you know, if you don't want to draft sure. a quarterback, a top priority free agent, but we need a third quarterback um, in on this team at some point, just in case, because, um, you know, injuries, rule number, uh, is that, where's injuries? Rule number eight. I like how you have them right there. Yeah. Bobby, what are your thoughts on, on quarterback? Would you want no, to I sign mean, I, one? I get the... The philosophy of always drafting one, taking one. Mm-hmm. I'm like also split though with Ian in terms of like, yeah, if you have the means, if you have the picks, Redskins usually don't have the picks to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and also when you're drafting that, you know, in the seventh round, sixth, seventh mm-hmm. round, those guys usually don't pan out anyway. So might mm-hmm. as well. I mean, it's kind of an interesting philosophy because like, you know, if you're going to draft – not for need and not for immediate impact or even long-term future, a player that you don't expect to make the roster anyways, why not draft at the most valuable position on the field? Okay. Now, I get that line of thinking. 
Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, you're right. I mean, we oddly, we don't need a starter, but we need more quarterbacks on the roster just because, God forbid, something mm -hmm. happened. It's always good to have three QBs in there. And, you know, there's always, I think Alex Smith gets lost in all of this. He's still around. He's still there. Obviously, we're not going to be guy. playing. Yeah. But he, yeah. I mean, to Ian's point of having a veteran in there, I mean, he's that veteran presence, in, at least in the locker room and in the film room and the practice sure. field that you want. But you still need a body, like, and for that exact situation of, you know, Monday Night Football against the Eagles, you need to throw somebody out there in an emergency, emergency situation. Yeah. God forbid you get there, knock on wood. But, um, yeah. you know, I, I understand. And, and given, and given uh, Alex Smith's uh, relationship with her owner, He's going to have some role with this organization, whether it's on the field or off. Right. He he is he's too much and he's he's too he's in too deep at this point. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at some free agent quarterbacks that are unsigned at the moment. Obviously, that's you know away from the Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, but Jameis? Blake Bortles is still available. Blake Bortles. 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 You give me Bortles all day. <laughs> Um, you know, Josh McCown's available. Um, Trevor Simeon, like guys like that. That's fine. Sounds good. I'm legit good with Blake Bortles. Though. I'm not even kidding. Like, <laughs> I, I am too. Like, and, and then it would just be so good to say Bortles all the time. You know, he, he'll, he'll fit in right away. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get a Blake Bortles jersey. Well, if we sign him, well. I'm making a Molotov cocktail and I'm throwing it somewhere. <laughs> Guaranteed. <laughs> yep. I mean, I would be okay with either one. Um, you know, the, let's not forget that within the first four rounds, the Redskins drafted RG3 and Kirk Cousins just because he was their best available. So, you know, I'm, well, I'm at a point that, that one Cousins. Yeah. Um, I mean, didn't want RG3. You got it. Yeah. If, if Jalen Hurts is available in the fourth round and you have a second round grade on him or something like that, I get it. Take him. And, you know, you can even utilize him because he's so athletic. You could utilize him what New Orleans has been doing with Taysom Hill. Yeah. You know, use him on special teams. Use him in various, um, you know, what is that? What offense is that? Um, wildcat offenses and stuff. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it's the best practice just because of how many holes we are and how deep this draft is with wide receivers and, and secondary players. But, you know, if you have to, if you want to go best player available, as we've already spoken about, I, I get it. I do too. It's definitely worth considering. Couldn't hurt. If if Hertz is available there in the fourth round, do you pull the trigger? Fourth round? Depends on what we've done beforehand. Yeah. I don't know if I think he'll also go in the fourth round to somebody else. If we have traded for OJ Howard mm -hmm. and we drafted a tackle, then I would be okay with it. In the fourth round. Got it. Got it. And a tight end. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I trade for O.J. Howard. Oh, right, right, right. I mean, O.J. Howard just makes too much sense, right? It does, though. Like, why? Just give him to me. <laughs> he needs it. <laughs> but I want it. O.J. Howard, <laughs> please. <laughs> Ian's about to start stomping his feet and, and holding his breath. Howard, please. Howard, please. <laughs> Money, please. Howard, please. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. <laughs> 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 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. It makes too much sense to not try to figure it out because I know the Redskins have, have liked him in the past and, you know, he's still a young guy on this rookie contract has a number of his former college teammates on this team. So I think it would be a rather seamless transition. And, you know, Ron Rivera has got to be familiar with him, having, you know, played against him, you know, twice a year past three seasons. So, you know, it, it makes too much sense. It's just, well, what's it going to take to get him? Trent. So well, is Gronkowski, he's still retired, right? Yeah, but he's coming out of retirement. But is he, is that official? I think so. He passed the he physical. He passed the physical, yeah. yeah. He did pass the physical? How could, how could he not? He's the reigning 24-7 champ. <laughs> Whatever the fuck that means. 24-7? That's what it's, that's called. it's called. Yeah. Is it? I don't know, yeah. That's like they're making a big deal of it because he, if he enters the NFL without giving up that title, no one can win it from him. So, like, they're saying like he has to let someone pin him before he goes to the NFL to give up his title. Oh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I think that's going to be a shit show, by the way. Like, Tampa, Gronk having a- Tampa Bay, just Tampa Bay in general. All this hype of Tom Brady and Gronk coming now. That's a scary offense. It is, but what if it just blows up and just goes to shit? Like Cleveland did this year? Yeah. But I think I think he's a much better coach than whatever the fuck. Freddie Kitchens? Yeah, that's true. They should have never had Freddie Kitchens as their head coach. I mean, Bruce Arians knows what he's doing. Yeah. I don't know. I, he, I, just had, he just had James, blind James Winston throwing fucking... Yeah, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, uh, and in terms of, I mean, he'll probably find a backup, a legit backup role somewhere. But if Jameis Winston is still free coming training camp, I would bring him in. No, hard no for me. No, <laughs> to be hard your third for string where, for where, Bobby? If Jameis Winston is still a free agent come training camp, no one's picking him up. I would bring him in. To to here. Yeah. Wow. Hard no. You don't think so? I mean, I'm, I'm not He's giving him. Good. I'm not giving him the reins. You think he'll out? Yeah. You think, you think people start him? Have, the second Dwayne fucks up, all yeah. right, throw Jameson. He got his LASIK surgery. Put Jameson. He's gonna throw fucking forty and fucking ten this time instead yeah. of thirty and thirty. He threw thirty touchdowns. Well, he also threw thirty picks. I don't know. I'm just. I also don't think he'll be out there that long. I think someone will pick him up. He's a former number one overall pick. Eisman and number one, yeah. So, I don't know. Justin, I know. Um, yeah, let's see. Uma wants me to pick something for the Ravens. Is that right? Yeah, what did he call you? <laughs> Tom Nakaiper. Nakaiper. That's pretty good. Um, come on. I'm going to go pass rusher for the Ravens. You're going to get better. Gross Matos from Penn State. Oh my God! If Umo, if the Ravens draft a Penn Stater, it's just uh, that is uh, straight joy. Yeah, for it's our, like our Baltimore brethren. Yeah, it's like Alabama and Ohio State to DC and Penn State to Baltimore. We are and Trace McSorley's on the Ravens. Baltimore. It's like the day his, his daughter, daughter, mm-hmm. the day his daughter's born, Rue. and then that day. Or you know, I would go the the Orioles twenty fourteen game two. Yeah. <laughs> who, who was it, Tom? 
That who was it that scored? No, the double. The double. Oh, it was. It was like a jag, right? It wasn't like one of your. Oh, it's a black guy. That is correct. Dimitri, Dimitri Young. No, the Dimitri Young was on the. Devin Young, Del- Delvin Young, Delvin Young. Hey! <laughs> Damn, that's impressive. He, he got there. <laughs> I like watching your train of thought. <laughs> Umo, the Athletic has the Ravens taking Zach Bond, linebacker out of Wisconsin, at twenty-eight overall pass in the rusher. first round. Oh yeah, okay, exclusively a pass rusher. There you go. So, yeah, I'm excited for tomorrow. I am. No, it's going to be weird not seeing these players be able to enjoy this moment. Um, that sucks for them. That really, really sucks. And you know, and this I, was supposed to be the one at Vegas going on a boat. The water. <laughs> yeah, it was supposed to be the most just bougie thing in the world. And now, yeah. hopefully, your internet connection is good. <laughs> so, are and are the Raiders playing in Vegas this year? Are they? Is that move official? Yeah, yeah, they should have the stadium ready. Um, wow. They've said that the stadium will be ready. It's still on schedule. Should be ready for the season. Mm-hmm. Which is you know, crazy. I, I'm expecting with, them to take CD Lamb. With this draft, it's you know they're they're adapting and you know hopefully this all works out. But if I'm a member of the scouting department, like hey, I haven't been able to do my job to the level that I can do it because of this. Why yeah. isn't the draft being delayed? This isn't fair for all of the, you know, all 32 teams doing their due diligence on hundreds and hundreds of prospects. I mean, this is going to be, I mean, they have a built in excuse if, you know, player XYZ doesn't work out. Yeah. They're an Ernie Grunfeld clause now. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you just have nudes of your owner and you can just <laughs> blackmail them for 16 years. Yep. So, no, it's going to be so- interesting. I don't care how it looks. As I just, I just want it to run smoothly. As long as the teams mm-hmm. are getting their picks in and players mm-hmm. are going to the teams that are supposed to and trades are being fairly made. And, like, I'm just so – Now, is it happening live? I think so. ESPN is broadcasting so. it. I don't know. It makes it at, least, like, at least do it a little bit beforehand, right? Maybe. The picks, Maybe. But then well, with like, I don't see. That's the thing. I don't know how it's gonna work. Like the social media and everything. They yeah. Do. Like, are they gonna have to like not announce it until it's broadcast on ESPN? Because like, because even during the real the real draft, people were still already fucking that up. Oh yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I just don't want to hear the Redskins or <laughs> any team. The Redskins take player X. Oh no, we we wanted no, we wanted player Y instead. It's like no, well we yeah. heard player X. It's like oh my god, like fuck. I mean, like there's got to be the number two pick. Yeah. They take it from like, the Red Kings. Yeah, there's got to be a backup plan where like there's landlines. Like how did they do this back in the you know decades and decades and decades ago? Like just call call whoever's at the league office and just verbally tell them who it is. Yeah. Worst uh, case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. So. I just hope everything. I, mean, I goes. just hope there's a backup plan other than a fax machine, which takes too long. I don't care how it looks on TV. I just want to make sure it's right. Okay. So let me. I, I know this is getting to be a bit redundant, but let's just say, come tomorrow in 24 hours, and Chase Young is not a Redskin. How are we reacting? 
<laughs> I'm worried that I've built myself up so much to like if we it, don't. And just stared into the abyss. I like, did. What I are did. we getting? <laughs> what are we getting instead? Then, Is, so that, it's and like Simmons and. That's not a like bad Isaiah consolation Simmons. prize, you know. I like Isaiah Simmons a lot because he's a baller. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's your but, starting linebacker and cornerback for the next seven years. I mean, but that's that's a great if. That, yeah. That's a yeah. great if. Again, yeah. I think I you think know, I have to go back. I mean, I, I'm I am instinctively reacting as disappointed to not getting Chase Young, but I have to go back to what we said earlier is that it's a win-win for us. Mm-hmm. If we don't get Chase Young, that means we traded back and we're getting a Simmons and a Kuda. Agreed. So Agreed. And we're not going to know. So, we'll, we'll have to take that with a grain of salt. So I, I have four goals going into tomorrow and uh, going through the, the entire weekend. <laughs> One, on pants. that's drafting Chase Young. One, draft Chase Young. Two, for the love of God, get rid of Trent Williams. This is just – just get it over with, please. Three, upgrade the tight end position via trade, whether that is O.J. Howard, David Njoku, something. And then lastly, just there's so much depth at the wide receiver position going into this draft. Take, get another take, guy. Take one of them. Yeah. Take two. I mean, uh, other than Harmon – Sims and McLaurin and uh, Cody Latimer, Latimer that we signed. I mean, yeah. we we hold we carry hey, like hey. five six receivers. Hey, we still got the great white hope. All right, get yeah, Cody no. Latimer. You know, hey, if you want to draft two, draft two receivers, draft two corners, draft two tight ends, two safeties, go for it. I mean, we need multiple at all of those positions respectively. Did you have us take a receiver in your mock? Yeah, in the fifth. See, but that's the thing. We need all those players. So, would you still draft a quarterback? Um, yeah, or make it like a top priority free agent if we don't sign one. But, um, yeah, there's just that's just how the board fell. Yeah. No, yeah, I get how the board fell. But the the whole McShay thing of taking a quarterback every year. Yeah. Yeah, I think every year is a bit a bit of a stretch, but I I understand the concept. That, yeah, it's, hey, you don't yeah. know who you're going to hit on. I mean, Dak Prescott was the fourth round pick, so um, I mean, if you have if you draft a good quarterback, you have an asset, whether he's a starter or he's a backup, and then you have tremendous trade value. I mean, that was the goal for Kirk Cousins all all along to begin <laughs> with was, you know, this is going to be a great trade chip one day, and then we yeah. redskin the shit out of him. <laughs> Then he was the best quarterback we've had in a long time, and we let him walk. Hey, but he sucks. He sucks. Oh, yeah, he's fucking horrible. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm I'm excited. So I, I excited. Want those three. Is there anything else that um that we need at this point? So again, Chase Young, wide receiver depth, tight end, and uh, no more Trent Williams. Cornerback, cornerback, and safety. Yeah. Yep. O line depth. Yeah, I think we can't touch. Yeah. Them. We can't touch them all. This, yeah. I mean, if we could find a long term solution to offensive line while still getting Chase Young tomorrow, man, that's having your cake and eating it. But that's that's what we have to hit on one and three. Mm-hmm. That we that third to. round pick needs to be tra- treated like the second. I agree. Why is yes. Andrew Thomas's stock dropping? So he was supposed to be the number three overall pick, and now he's like people have him falling to the second round. 
Who? Andrew Thomas, the Georgia guy. Oh, the tackle. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like some this, this guy stock is tackles falling. from Alabama and Iowa. And yeah. The second round? Is he yeah. Doing the second round now? What the I've fuck? Seen, I mean, not everybody, but I've seen some people predicting him not going to the yeah. second round. That's cool. weird. It is. You know, and, and I have no idea what happened. Also, some, something that's cool about this draft is we have three sons of former players, guys that I remember watching was Randy Moss's son, Thad, Thad Moss is tight end coming out of LSU. Hey, if he's available in the I would take him. later rounds, take him. He never um, dropped the pass. <laughs> yeah, he looked really good in the championship he game. Um, Antoine Winfield, his son, um, safety out of Minnesota, who's going to be either late first, early second round pick most likely. And um, there's Michael Pittman's son, Michael Pittman Jr., receiver out of USC. Michael Pittman was a running back for the Bucks when they won their Super Bowl. Um, he was he was jacked. Yeah, yeah. His <laughs> son's his son's really good too. If he somehow slips to us in the third, um, I please and thank you. That would be great. Um, yeah. So it's it's weird, uh, Ian. We're at that point where we're watching guys that we were watching. Yeah. Remember watching their dads play. That's weird. This is <laughs> so we got that going for us, which is nasty. Which is not nice. No, no. Um, you know, I really think what most people have said about this draft is the draft is really going to start at number three because we know what the Bengals are doing. We know what the Redskins are doing. It's after three where it's going to be really, really entertaining. And, you know, it's most likely, you know, it's always tied to the quarterbacks, whether that's Tua uh, or Justin Herbert or this Jordan Love uh, guy out of Utah State that I know Tom McShay loves. And I've seen him as high as, you know, going in the top 10 than um you know following to the patriots something like that so um and then even following that then i think we'll finally figure out the homes to Jameis winston and cam newton yeah yeah you have to right i mean draft all the building blocks are falling right i was gonna say draft is the first like big ripple effect mm-hmm. where do you think Tua goes i saw him falling out of the top 10 too really why? And I, I saw today. His, I, stock, I he, his stock all of a sudden is plummeting. Like, why? He was going to go he, to the Dolphins at what four? He is. A, if it were, if health weren't a concern, he's a better prospect than Joe Burrow. But the health is such a concern for me, though. That's the thing. That's the thing. So, know, even before he got injured, people were still all in on Joe Burrow. I think he just had that time, that type of year where it set him apart. Oh, he had an unbelievable year. <laughs> Yeah. Like the best we've ever seen, honestly. Yeah. But mm-hmm. Tua, two years more, like for the two years, it was tank for Tua. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is that good. We just want to see what happens now. It's the, it's that hip injury. It, and it's a mm-hmm. crucial injury, too. That I mean, we've not seen too yeah. many players bounce back or something like that. Mm-hmm. And at such a young age. Yeah, I, I could see, I mean, him going to the Chargers makes sense. I mean, he could sit um, behind Tyra Taylor for a year. He's a Hawaiian kid, so I mean, being in the West Coast, I feel like would be as close, you know, as, close as you're going to get. Yeah. yeah, geographically convenient for him. Yeah, you know that that makes sense. Justin Herbert, you know, I don't know where he's going to fall. What are the Patriots going to do? I'm surprised they haven't, you know, kicked the tires on Cam Newton. I actually think a, a healthy Cam Newton might even be an upgrade over Tom Brady at this point. Um, yeah, so Definitely more athletic. You know, it's with, with Bill yeah. Belichick. Yeah, yeah, give me that all day. Yeah, so, you know, I, I'm really curious about him, what Cam Newton's going to do, because I think Jameis Winston's not going to start next year, but Cam should absolutely start wherever he goes. Yeah. 
you know, if I'm I'm thinking about this long term, Jameis Winston, I, I would want a scenario like what Teddy Bridgewater did in New Orleans. Hey, let me sit behind you for your Drew Brees. Learn from one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. You're on your this is your final season. Let me get a year to kind of, you know, I, I guess do a get a clean slate and then have an opportunity to, you know, play for the Saints. Yeah, smart man. That would make sense. Yeah, um, yeah I, 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 I don't know. That's going to be, and I'm curious to see how many wide receivers get taken because there could be almost, you know, almost a third of the first round could be that's pass catchers. That's crazy. I'm so giddy. I'm, I just got really giddy for tomorrow. I'm, I can't yeah, I'm so because, like, you know, like, also, this is middle of baseball season, so sometimes on the draft I'm, like, at work watching it, and now I am going to yeah. – my dad and I, Megan had a brilliant idea of we're doing football food, so we're getting wings, pizza, subs, nice. and we're just going to pig out and drink and sit on the couch and watch the draft all night, and I just can't fucking wait. <laughs> so, but also, sorry, back to my point about like the how everything has changed. <laughs> no, because I, I want to, like, you know, it was, what, a month ago where it was a lock that Joe Burrow was going to the Bengals, that yep. Tua was going to the Dolphins, and Justin Herbert was going yep. to the Chargers. Now, yep. We know Joe Burrow is still going to the Bengals, but Herbert's going to maybe the Dolphins or maybe somewhere else, and two was falling out of the top yeah. ten, and the Dolphins might dr- then, trade up to get a tackle. It's like everything's just gone completely up in the air. And there's just Jordan Love kid that threw and Jordan Love interceptions too. last Jordan year, Love but he is, he's got a yeah. He, apparently, he's got a lot of natural you know arm talent and all the physical tools that you look for in a quarterback. Yeah, it's just, you know, this is how it works every year. You know, last year it was, it seemed inevitable that Tua is going to be the next great quarterback. You know, you tank, they were, it was tank for Tua was the name. And, you know, every single year it's, it's something like that. And it, it just never works out. It's someone else that comes out to surprise you, you know, and it's what, strangely enough, if you look at the past three first overall picks in Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, all three were, um, Heisman Trophy winners, right? Yep. All three were transfers. Yep. All three did not win their job wherever they played before. Who did Joe Burrow lose to? I believe that was Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> yeah. That's that is correct. That's yeah. correct, sir. That is correct. All right. Yep. I'm super pumped. All right. We got more comments. Uh. Bentley Goodwin? Anybody? Odell is getting traded to Redskins for Trent. Odell just sold his home in Cleveland to Trent. (laughs) So, thank you. Thank you, Bentley. Friend of the program, Robert Henson, dropped a bomb yesterday. Oh, he did. Can you imagine? He even said that that he didn't have any real knowledge on that. That's just what he thought. I want nothing to do with Odell Beckham Jr. No. Not not a that's the thing. thing. It, it wouldn't. I mean, not, I'm not discrediting Robert, but I he does not fit in Ron Rivera's mold at all. Like, no. if Ron Rivera is so, which he correctly is, head strong on establishing this new culture and and bringing this new work ethic to this organization to to win, Odo Beckham doesn't fit that mold at all. He's a well, selfish showboat. Y- y- yes, you could say that, but he also dealt with Kim Newton for almost a decade, who was also a malcontent in his own right. He also benched Cam Newton for not wearing a tie one day. Like, Ron is a no-nonsense guy. And I don't think he'll put up yeah. with Odell. 
Yeah, but you you're right. But, but Tom, that's, that's a good thing. But why would you trade for yeah, yeah. Odell? And, and Cam Newton plays quarterback. That's different than a receiver. Where, yeah. Like you said, we could just draft someone. See, I, I, I don't want – a team that's going to acquire Odell Beckham is the team that is going for it. They're putting their chips in saying, we're close. Shit, we just gonna need go a wide receiver <laughs> to, to get to that next level. Even with Odell Beckham, we are not that good. You know, we are projected to yeah. win, I think, four and a half games, according to Vegas, as of now. Taking the over. I'm taking the over hard. Of course you are. <laughs> you you have us going 10 and 6, Ian. Um, yeah, well, whatever. I didn't put money on that. That's fine. <laughs> so, you know, I I just – I think it's it's a bad yeah, it football make, decision and, just where we are currently at in our, as an organization. And from Odell's just, standpoint, he wants to win. Like, why would he, he – he, Yeah. I mean, if he's being realistic about it, his people should be telling him, he's like, you're going to win five games there. Don't go to Washington. Go. Yeah. He's going to go to fucking Philly or New England. God damn. Oh, my God. If he goes to Philly, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to scream. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. him go to New England. Go go to go to the Patriots, please. Yeah, by all means. Yeah. That actually wouldn't be a bad fit for, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who the Patri- Patriots are going to have at quarterback, but they need a receiver. It, it would just... It would be Cam so. Newton? Cam Newton, right? Can you imagine this fan base after all the shit we've been through? Then we acquire Odell Beckham, like just the could, Redskins. It, it would. Can you imagine what Redskins Twitter would look like if that happened? I'm logging off. No, <laughs> I'm deleting my account. <laughs> then, actually, then the first. I actually haven't really first... been on Twitter since the, like last couple weeks because there's no sports. I don't want to cock tease myself, so I've just been like staying away from it. And I would delete it. Oh, it'd be so bad. <laughs> if we got Odell just just because of the first like two hours would be the most annoying nonsense on earth. It would be so Redskins. It would be so Redskins. That'd be funny. I was so high on the idea of the draft being tomorrow, and now I'm so anxious and aggravated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. This is this is Christmas Eve. Oh, this no, is especially like, because they keep on saying now that it's a lock, which makes me more nervous that we're that mm-hmm. it's not going to happen. Yep. You know, it's this is like the Redskins playing on Monday Night Football, and it's Sunday right now, and we have to wait so <laughs> long. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're I, Ian's face exactly. Just like I hate it. I fucking hate it. I can't. <laughs> oh, it's at home too. Cool, 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 cool. Sweet. Uh, Hey, I just got tickets. You guys want to go? No, I don't want to go. Wait, what? What if we win? Maybe we should go. Yeah, I'm sure I will pay to go watch Monday Night Football at FedEx Field. <laughs> I'm this was fun. Remember how badly the Bears kicked our ass? <laughs> that was they pretty bad. Whooped us. <laughs> and then they what? Yeah. Finished? Did they even finish 500? They were like seven and nine. No. Close to it. They, I think they, they were roughly around that. They had a great defense, but they had no offense. And they, oh, God. Trubisky? Was it they Trubisky? Put, they put up numbers against us. Trubisky threw like four hey, touchdowns hey. against us. Rule number one. Oh, my God. Rule number one. I'm like on edge now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't test Guys, me. This was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Of fun. Great um, preview. I'm sure we will be annoying the living shit out of Porter all day tomorrow our draft banter fuck so. him <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry and uh sorry in advance greg sorry nothing yeah well we should add we should just do it on put me in umo and then it'll be us and umo 
all talking draft while he's smoking. Oh yeah, smoking we, no, a we cigar. definitely got to do it. Put me in Uma because <laughs> then Uma will just run run wild. Um, hey, what, what's the what's the marker beforehand? Hope said hour fifty six. Ooh, we're at hour forty four. That's close. Are you at hopes? No, no, I'm in my chair in my room. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Nice. All right, dudes. Yeah, man, it's fun. Um, I got a text from Cookie yesterday that he completed his Jeopardy board for the Porter versus Rag versus Fatty matchup. So, I am excited. Yeah, we can do that fun. next week. Yeah. Are we gonna do it as a podcast, or we're we just gonna watch? I think you it'd be too. Me. I think it'd be too painful to do it as a podcast. We'll we'll just do that. Yeah. Time. Hey. Well. Okay, okay. Hold on. Let's just. We won't do it live, but we can still record <laughs> it. Oh, we can. Yeah, I can record. Yeah, we can record. And it. then and then we we'll do it on Zoom, record it, and then if it's not too bad, <laughs> let's run it. Send it to the masses. <laughs> It'll be like our second so, lost episode. Or so we'll second do, unplayable we'll have episode. another. <laughs> we'll have another uh, Jeopardy round and then uh, we'll have a post draft uh, recap pod next week as well. And post uh, The Last Dance episodes three and four. Ooh. Yeah. So this will become. And this, I think this one's going to be about the Pistons, which might be my favorite part because. Yes. I'm so excited about that one. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully, put me in Coach <laughs> Podcast. Space. He's so yeah, he's so well, they can. If they're watching on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I miss I miss sports so much. Um, but yeah, hopefully this is becoming a bi-weekly thing. I'm doing a Jeopardy game a week and then maybe a podcast a week because obviously we don't have too much else going on at night. Let's do it. For the rest of the week, so this is a good way to contact. I'm glad that this live streaming is working. We have three people watching. We've got comments. Hopefully, I would... I think I would prefer to go to Facebook Live and then upload to YouTube I, I later. Want Facebook Live. So yeah. I was going to try to do that tonight, but I already promoted YouTube. So maybe our next true podcast, we'll try to go instead of Jeopardy. We'll try to go to Facebook. Um, or we could. Try, I I think maybe it was because we had too many people on. I don't know why that would be the case, but because I tried, oh, I know, yeah, I tested it and it worked. And then once we tried to do it live with everybody on, it didn't work. So maybe it's like, I don't know. But, um, yeah, so hopefully this continues to be a bi-weekly thing. Uh, like I said earlier, I mean, hopefully you've been watching on YouTube. Um, you can also check the replay out later, or I will be posting this uh, to watch on Facebook uh, sometime during Thursday afternoon, so you can watch it as if it were live, a replay back uh, before the NFL draft. Uh, Tom, great job on your draft preview and mock draft. I think that was good talk all the way around. Good discussion about what the Redskins could do, could do at number two. Guys, we are very good at the draft talk, I would say, every year that we've done this. I think this is our third or fourth draft preview. It's always always been really good. Yeah. It's always been good banter. like porn to you. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. As as is the last dance, as I said via via text, this is this is pornography. Yeah. It's also easier when Ian and Porter are playing footsies. You're not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Um yeah, so give us a subscription. Um, follow us on now YouTube, put me in Coach Podcast, and Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, PMIC Podcast, at Ian underscore Foster21 for Ian, at Tom underscore Natali for Thomas. I'm at Bobby underscore Blanco, all on Twitter. Give us a follow. Um, and you can also just subscribe and listen to this podcast like a normal podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. 
Um, and then, of course, SoundCloud is our main homepage with links to all of our accounts from all over the place. So give that a follow and subscribe wherever you may choose. Uh, again, great job, everybody. Chasing at number two, please and thank you. Uh, please and thank you. Enjoy the draft tomorrow night. Hopefully the Redskins make smart picks. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Night, guys. My watch is ended. My watch is ended. This has been a Put Me In Coach Podcast.